What's up, guys? LCBU number 18. Hey, look, nailed it first try, baby. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, I wanted to, well, a couple things. So, I wanted to shout out to my my man, Philly Boy, that's been emailing me. We've been talking about his hydro, um, his hydro stuff and different things that's going on with his Skagwalk behind. And uh, great news about that. I want to update you guys about that because he emailed me. And um, what had happened was what was the problem with the hydro is like, so, see, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that he has maybe this Skag SWZT, like the hydro floating deck walk behind that they've had in the last um, however many years. But um, I think, according to now as he's emailing me because he didn't tell me what model it was i think maybe he has like one of the fixed deck ones or one of the older ones where it has a separate pump and wheel motor setup, kind of like how my john deere has which john deere is on the trailer right now um and uh so what what ended up being the problem with his uh hydro is that there is same thing on like on my john deere it has like this threaded um it's like a hex, like you, so you can put a socket or a wrench on it. At least that's how it is on the John Deere, um, and on some of the other mowers I've had. But you you can put like a socket or wrench, and you loosen that up. Basically, if you need to push the mower, if you need to push the mower, you can loosen that up, and it takes the you know like releases pressure on the hydros. Whereas on all these newer mowers, where it has like a integrated transaxle, it's got like a little lever thing you pull out. You know like latch in the unlock position you push it in it's in the lock position you know that's like on a lot so a lot of our mowers nowadays that's how it'll be but same same type principle but it has it like on a hex threaded thing and you like unthread it some and then it like releases the pressure and you can push it so it's so such great news because he emailed me and said so i was wrong on that i'm sorry i couldn't help you i'm sorry i didn't have the right answer you know off the bat but the great thing is is that it wasn't a big deal um and what it was is was that he told me that 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 part was unthreaded a little bit and so it wasn't keeping full you know tight on the hydros and so that was um you know so that's why it was maybe hesitating some on one side because they were basically partially unlocked it had just vibrated loose or something like that so sorry bud i didn't have the right answer off the bat you know I was wrong on that, but it does make sense. What you said makes sense, and uh, glad it was a, a simple, simple fix. Um, so that is awesome. So he's back in business on that, and also he had he has some stuff he wanted to talk to me about, like footwear too. But we'll to talk about that. But I, this episode, I wanted to get now move on to my man Phil. I was listening to his podcast. I was cooking up my, some eggs early in the morning, still dark, and just listening to him. Love his podcast. Uh, the Motor Grow podcast, so I uh, was really enjoying that this morning. And he, man, he got a new battery mower. I want to try a battery mower. <laughs> um, you know, there's so many. There's a lot of good ones now. Um, you know, the steel one that he got that one's really cool. Uh, Milwaukee now has one. Um, the Ryobi ones are been really good. Some of the newer new ones that they've been coming out with. Um, 
like I said, I would like to get one because I don't have any tiny yard, so I'd like to get one that's 30 inch, which is why he was mentioning I was talking about it in one of the other podcasts. Maybe we'll have to do another podcast time about that, but let's get on subject for exactly what he was uh, talking about because, and he even asked me, hey, maybe you can make a new podcast about it or stuff like that. Um, so hopefully, buddy, you see this. Well, I'll, I'll let you know that I made it, but so what I have is the Arctic, the Arctic 45. I'm trying to look at it in my back seat. It's kind of a big cooler. Um, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's like a clone of like the Yeti or stuff like that. Um, I think it's the 45 quart. And it's unnecessary to have one that big, but that's the one I have. <laughs> um, and it's great. I've had it for few years now it was kind of one of those things where like well it's like half as much as the yeti but it's still super good cooler and maybe i could buy this and keep this cooler like for the rest of my life right um so that's exactly what i did i think uh caught it you know they have sales on the arctic website like every holiday and stuff so i think i got it maybe 180 ish 179 159 somewhere in there um i think it maybe 189 but it's somewhere in that range less than 200 bucks i think before tax um i got this arctic cooler and so um so what i do is i have two of the yeti ice packs and i put them in there i put them in the they, they kind of, i kind of just like stack them on top of each other they're right in the middle there's batteries on both sides <laughs> there's like some of my water bottles over on one side and he was talking about the moisture but every so often I will get a little bit of moisture. Now it sits on my back seat, so the cooler tilts backwards just a little bit, you know, because of, you know just how the seat is. Um, and so every now and then there'll be just a little bit of water that gets in that little, uh, like in towards the back of the cooler, just like right in that back corner. But um, so what I do is I try to keep an eye on that. Uh, so like, and again, that doesn't even happen that that often. Um, and what I do is I have a towel in my truck that I keep with me. Like if you just want to wipe off sweat off your head or something, just like a medium-sized, smaller towel. And so what I do is every now and then, if I only like, like I said, I probably like once a week, if I notice any little moisture getting there, I just take that towel and you know like soak up what comes in that back corner. Um, but. It, it really has not been a problem, to be honest. And if I can do it over here in Georgia, it was 103 yesterday. Um, and it was, you know, we got humidity, we got all of it. So it's a completely different climate here. And so, like, I think if I can do it, you can do it. No problem. Uh, and so I really, so it's really not been a problem with me. And I've been running for three seasons like that. Um, this is like my third season. So, so I, you know, maybe keep an eye on the moisture of it, but I don't think you need to wrap them in towels and stuff, the ice pack themselves, because you want it to give off that cold air. I even, I even try to put my batteries, a lot of them, you know, I have the water bottles on the side and stuff, and I like to put my batteries right on top of the ice packs. Now, that's another trick. So, if you had, if you had a, uh, a cooler that was a little bit smaller where they didn't have a ton of room or the ice packs fit in there kind of snug or you could put something else in there on the sides of the ice pack so they fit kind of snug so that way um 
that way your batteries are not even on the actual floor of the cooler like if you could put your batteries like touching the ice pack on the top of the ice pack man that's awesome so that's what i try to do with mine so most of mine i try to pile right on top of the ice pack you know i got a bunch of batteries in there but try to pile them right on top of the ice pack and that way um you know so that way they're they're like in contact with the super cold ice pack and that way when i pull a battery out man the thing is like cold like cold when you're holding it which is great because then when you start trimming and as the battery starts to heat up you know it really kind of helps take care of itself um so by the time you're done you know trimming out a lawn or blowing off a lawn if you're using it for the blower or whatever it's kind of it's not cold as it was anymore but um you know at least i started that lawn with a cold battery so that's what i do right now um and like i said you have something on the sides of it and like i said if you have a smaller cooler maybe it's not even as big of a problem because the ice packs are going to take up more of the cooler um and i do use the yeti ice it's called yeti ice and it's made by yeti i think they're like 20 they're expensive for what they are they're like 20 some bucks for each ice pack but they're big they're like maybe one foot one foot long and maybe eight or ten inches wide and they work great those ice packs i will say that i get to the end of the day and it's a combination i think because um because it's a high quality cooler and then those ice packs are some of the best ice packs i've tried and i've used a lot of different ones again georgia here it's it's brutal you will <laughs> you'll have to you know i've had all the cheap ones packs we buy and they work okay but like i said these yeti ones um, i get to the end of the day even in here in georgia with the humidity and with the extreme temperatures and those things are still probably like 70 80 percent frozen still um so those things they really do a great job uh if i ever had a problem with one of those yeti ice things uh, those ice packs i would just buy another one now here's another tip another big tip because he was asking he's like hey tony maybe you can make a new um podcast about keeping your batteries cool so that's what i'm doing right now i s thoroughly enjoyed phil's podcast today because he got a new mower and man he gets a new mower whoo it's a cool feeling right but anyway and any of you guys out there you know if you don't even have a podcast hey maybe today's a good day to make a podcast you get the get the anchor app go on there and record stuff with your phone that's all there is to it but anyway so what i was talking about oh yeah another big tip that i use that i do is that keeping the cooler i keep the cooler in the back seat on purpose uh, because our sun is so brutal and everything out there outside um to try to help the cooler stay cool in itself i put it in the back seat because you know on the back seat of my truck the windows are tinted all that stuff um so it's out of the sunlight i guess is what i'm saying so the cooler stays in the back seat out of the sunlight and that way uh so i have those yeti ice packs i got the a good quality cooler and then also it's out of the sun so it's in the back seat now i used to put it back there the ram has like a little toolbox thing underneath the uh, seat i think it's a little different on phil on your ram because you have an even newer one but the ledge the ledge there it wasn't wide enough to keep the cooler from tipping over even if i strapped it there because my 
the cooler I have is kind of a big one. Like I said, it's 45 quart. Um, not, you probably get one smaller than that. And almost wonder sometimes if I should have got one smaller than that. But the price is pretty similar on the small ones. And I was worried that I wouldn't have enough room. Because another thing to consider, if you buy a high quality cooler like this one, uh, one of the downsides to these high quality roto molded, roto -molded coolers, um, they're called like, you know, Yeti style ones. There's a lot of brands of them. I probably would not buy a Yeti brand one. I just feel like, you know, I, I wouldn't pay $400 for a cooler, but that's just me. Um, but uh, the Arctic brand that I have has been very good and it's kind of like a clone of the Yeti. And there are a lot of other brands that kind of copy and have that design as well. But I don't think you need to buy a high quality cooler. You probably, you probably don't need to buy high quality ice packs either. You probably don't need to buy either one of those. Your climate's not going to be as brutal as mine. But um, one thing to consider, so like even though it's a 45 quart, it's a big cooler, um, on these high quality coolers, one of the downsides to them is that they don't have a, they have way less room inside than a cheap cooler. Cheap cooler had a lot of room in there. Because I have, I've owned four or five cheap coolers over my, you know, doing this lawn care my whole life and always keeping the cooler with me. <laughs> um, and now, you know, these ice packs and this high quality cooler, I don't buy any ice, like actual physical ice. Um, I use these packs, they're able to keep my drinks cool and, and your little sandwich roll up cool. Um, but, uh, what I was saying is like the ledge was not big enough with the seat folded up and so it would tend to fall off even if I had it bungee and stuff fall forward so that's why I went well heck with it I just put the seat down so the seat's just in like normal seat position and I just have it sitting on the seat so it kind of kind of slants back a little bit but then it's it never moves like you don't have to strap it you don't have to do any of that it just it stays right there um so that's exactly how I do it and like I said you don't I don't think you have to buy a high quality cooler uh i don't think you have to buy high quality ice packs but you did mention that you're thinking about buying a cooler so something to think about because the high quality ones are they do work really good they work really good um and like i said i get to the end of the day and my ice packs are not totally thawed so so i think that's why i don't have a moisture problem most of the time like i said once a week or so if i notice a little tiny bit of water getting in that back corner crevice i'll just soak it up with the towel but um, most of the time that's not not an issue and the battery hits the back wall of the cooler even if it's sitting on the bottom of the cooler just the way the battery sits usually they're not contact with the actual tiny bit of water anyway um, and also you know those cells are not going to be right at the bottom of this case so even if the case touched you know a tiny bit of wetness of water on the bottom of that cooler i really i've never had a problem with it you know being an issue and i got a couple thousand bucks invested in batteries as well so but um so that's how i do it um like i said you might not need to buy expensive cooler or expensive ice packs especially in your climate you have less humidity and stuff um but that is something you know I think if you did have like some higher quality ice packs or higher quality cooler, they, those ice packs probably won't even melt during the day. And so might be might be worth looking into. Cause like I said, even the setup I got really wasn't that expensive. I paid 179 for the cooler and I paid 
like 20 some maybe 30 maybe 30 each for the ice packs i think i got one and liked it so much and i bought another one the yeti ice i believe it's a four pound when you look on there online there'd be different sizes it'd be two pound four pound that means basically how big or how much yeah i think the biggest one that yeti had or the biggest one they had at the time was a four pound so that's the one i got they're four pounds each and they're pretty big you get a smaller one um if cooler is not really that big of a deal to you it seems like if i mean if you don't even run a cooler now maybe a cooler is just not even really like a thing because uh, y'all listen out there phil is over in idaho over on the opposite side of the country as me and he's kind of in the northern west part and i'm in the southern east part so <laughs> um so like if you don't even run a cooler right now uh i mean you kind of have to run a cooler where i live you probably you could die if you didn't have <laughs> if you didn't have a cooler um but the uh you know maybe consider getting a small one maybe like one of the uh maybe one of the zip up arctic ones those are super cool like a soft one or um you know the, you could consider all those things in the yeti they make a two pound one where it's the the freezer packs are like half his size and you could get like one or two of those slip them in like a one of those cool zip up coolers that they make from arctic or any of these other companies and uh and those would be high quality and that may be awesome because you could probably drop them in there you could even get like a backpack one drop your ice packs in there drop your batteries all in there at home think about that that could be cool you drop them all in there in a backpack kind of formation take all your batteries off your charger throw them in your backpack and walk out to your truck with your backpack on throw it in the back seat and away you go that that's possible especially i think in your climate you probably could get away with that a little bit smaller cooler but what i was saying is like so on the and the the bag ones they give you more room they give you good mini room but the hard coolers they give you way less room than a cheap cooler um way less so i guess it's part of how they keep stuff cold for a long time or whatever but like the walls so mine's a 45 quart but the cooler's huge so like the walls are like four inches thick like the wall all around the the cooler so with that being said it that's why i didn't get a hard cooler that was the size down because i'm like man so if you get like the 25 quart one or whatever they're small i think it's a 20 i think it goes 20 and then 45 they might have a 35 quart um it kind of it's kind of a clone of the yeti brand so like i think it's 20 35 45 so the reason why i went with the big one because i'm like man because if you look at the dimensions on the website it's another thing it'll tell you any of these brands usually will tell you the, the, the dimensions on the inside of the cooler so you can kind of measure out and see if it kind of fits what your needs are so these uh so that's why i got the big one because i know i knew that the you won't have much room on these you know on the size one size down from mine has significantly less room um and that's kind of disappointing you know if you buy a expensive cooler and and you open that thing up one of those hard ones at least and that, that thing's tiny inside it's big on the outside tiny on the inside so that's why i had to get like kind of a monster one so that way it'd have decent room on the inside but i probably could have got away with one smaller honestly but i bought it now it's a couple years ago and so hopefully like it'll last me for my whole life and so that's what i that's what i'm rocking with and uh like i said hopefully it lasts me for my whole life and so that's exactly how my setup works the moisture thing has not been a problem for me over the past two or three seasons 
Um, and I don't, I really don't think it'll be a problem for you, especially if you, now if you want to just, if you want to avoid any moisture possibility whatsoever, uh, maybe get a cooler that kind of fits kind of snug around your ice packs or maybe like once you put your sandwich or something, or maybe you could get something like that's like, uh, some kind of plastic, let's say you get like a, like a container that like lunch meat or something comes in and use it just as like a dummy filler on the sides of the ice pack, whatever ice pack you have. So that way it'd be impossible for the batteries to ever contact the bottom floor of the cooler. You could do that even with the ice packs you have right now or whatever. And then that way you would know that the batteries never contact the floor. But I like the batteries to directly like, I like the batteries to directly touch the freezer pack. So that way they're like, they're getting cold. You know what I mean? And that would be the downside. Like if you wrap them in towel, that battery can't get as cold as it could if you had them just directly contacting. Like I like them to contact the uh, <laughs> the freezer pack, especially here in Georgia. I mean, it's brutal. So I want, like that battery's cold and you pull it out, you finish that one lawn, that thing's already not cold. It's already <laughs> warm again, <laughs> battery. Um, so, Hopefully all this helps, and uh, because I have been running it for a couple seasons, uh, check out my man Electric Lawn, Electric Lawn Man, awesome channel on YouTube. He's down in Galveston Island, Texas, and it's hot down there too. Um, he's down there on the ocean, runs a fully electric lawn service, like the mower and everything. He's mowing these small lawns, so he uses a Greenworks Twenty Five, and um, you know he has coolers set up in the back of his truck too. It is kind of annoying to keep the cooler in the back of back seat because then you know like, you have to like open the back door i kind of would like it to be like on the trailer in the back of the truck and you probably could do that in the climate you're in but i'm like man just i need to also keep that cooler out of the sun so we can try to keep it as cold as possible so that's what i do i hope that makes sense i'm at my first lawn out here i gotta whoo gotta get busy out here um i've been filming every day this week uh you guys out there on my so I plan, I'm trying a new thing with my videos. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to do like a week in the life. And so it'll be kind of a long video, maybe like 20 minutes or something. But I'll show a couple lawns like from every day. So that's what I'm trying to do. Because I think that, because I don't know, experimenting with it, I guess is what I'm saying. To see, because I, the long video I put the other day, people really liked it. Like the views are like almost double. So, you know, showing a lot of, and it's not like long and boring. There's just a lot of, you know, it's a lot of edits in there, but it's just a lot of yards, a lot of content in there. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm going to get to moan out here. <coughs> oh, man. Sorry about that. I've talked so much. I'm uh, My uh, voice is getting messed up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I appreciate all you guys out there, lawn care community. Look forward to seeing Phil and all the gang at the expo coming up. I mean, what are we? probably less than four months out um so it's coming fast guys even though it's weird because it's cold when it's the expo and right now it's so hot so you can't it's hard to fit that in my mind but it's coming it's coming it's coming so appreciate you guys i'm gonna get off here and get started mowing here actually it's early in the morning it's only 7 10 so i'm gonna actually just start trimming you know pull out my battery trimmer let's trim it up any shrubs I need to trim hit those battery trimmers yeah that's what we're up to. All right. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I already finished Phil's podcast. It was awesome. Actually, I got like a couple minutes left, but 
uh, see a lot of LCBU podcasts come through this morning. So that's that's exciting. All right. Appreciate you guys. I'm out.